Hey guys, this is Lauren with the Art of Zen podcast. I'm sitting here doing a Bible study and, um, you know, I'm in the middle. I've, I've started actually, let me start with this. I've actually started a spiritual journaling book and it's, you know, whatever revelations and I, I guess in senses like that's what the podcast is, but now I'm writing it down as well. Um, and so I'm, I'm sitting here and, you know, I was listening to some word earlier and one of the scriptures that came up, which was, you know, the pathway for this uh, topic today is um, James, the book of James. Um, and it's a book, uh, James 2. Sorry, I don't, I'm still learning how to say all these things. <laughs> Consider it all joy, my brethren, whether you encounter various trials Know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. But if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all men generously and without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man accept that he will receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. But let the brother of humble circumstances glory in his high position. And let the rich man glory in his humiliation, because like flowering grass, he will pass away. So I just, I don't want to go in anymore. I just really wanted, even just, I kind of went over, but just like coming back to like why I did this tonight. And so, um, you know, I've been through so much and I keep talking about how much my faith has been tested you know, from being, going to being an atheist as a kid because I lost my brother and couldn't understand. A year later, almost dying by the hands of my dad, still not understanding why these crazy things are happening. There are things like rape. Um, after that, there, you know, just like a lot of crazy things that have, that have happened. And it all kept me in this mindset of being separate from God. And when I talk to people today, even before I've really deepened into what I am like growing into now with God and my faith and my relationship, right? The relationship I have with God, Jesus Christ. I always talk about the fact that even though I'm hurting and my heart's still broken with all the things that I've growing through, like I'm growing through, I don't even say going through anymore, like, cause I'm growing through it. Like literally my terminology has changed because that is what's happening. I believe in that testimony that whatever I'm going through, I'm growing through. So that way I may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. Just like it says here in the scripture. And I love it because it segues into so much more. And I was in my journal here. And I just, you know, people are so scared of the Bible. And I, I know why. Because I, too, at one point, wouldn't say I was scared. I just, the comprehension of what it is and what it could be and what it offers and blah, blah, blah. Because of the religious uh, positionings. It makes it hard 
to be interested and want to engage. And so, you know, for years, it's just been like, uh, and then there, you know, I've tried to pick it up many times, but most of my experiences with it have, I have, I haven't been ready to receive and I haven't been broken open enough, willing to be open to the goodness of what I call the good book. And so even in my um, journaling tonight, I was talking about the fact that, you know, I call it the good book. I don't know, actually like calling it the Bible. Um, and I always call it the good book. Whenever I'm talking to people, I'm like, oh, the good book, you know, I'm reading the good book. I'm reading the word, you know, like, and um, I, and I love it because People, again, get so scared of the book. But if you actually would let down the barriers and the worries and the preconceived notions of this book, and and as I've received the word lately, like literally the words that come to me are that which I need in that present moment. Or that which I need to be greater as a human being. So when I first started, like when I said, God, okay, I want to read the book and I've tried, but I'm just not there. Uh, First Kings came to me and in my Bible, it's a keynote Bible. Um, So it's, uh, it breaks down the Hebrew. It makes it a little more clear um, and it breaks down Hebrew. So I want to talk about it. So in like first Kings, ultimately, when it gives like the overall view of what the book is about, talks about how it is about Solomon and politics. And for those of you who know me, you know, I'm running for office. So I was like, okay, God, I see you. I see you over there. Um, you know, trying to make sure politically I'm doing my things right. And so <laughs> for some, like, you might just go, oh, well, that's like a coincidence. But, you know, how many people are running for office and want to be soul led by God? <laughs> Most of our politicians don't. So um, it gives us breakdown and um so yeah, it ultimately talks about, um, you know, political things, tax, he taxed people and, you know, kind of like the destruction of it. And the book of Kings one human governments are faulty, even at their best, but this is especially true when God is not there. And so like my book, my book opens with that right like it gives a kind of like overview as very clean and as very um layman's as you possibly can and I love that because that that helps right off the bat right oh I know it's about politics let me go on and read this and then (laughs) I um it's nice to feel excited uh, about it. And then, I mean, I've had other scriptures pop up, but then Deuteronomy kept coming and um, and I kept like, you know, it just kept popping up and the word itself just kept um, popping in my mind's eye and my ear. Like I kept hearing Deuteronomy and I'm like, okay, it's a cool word, you know, like cool. Like, you know, it's catchy. It's weird. Um, and then I'm like, well, what is this? You know? And so going back into my book, I really love this book. And I want to say thank you, um, to my good friend, Cheryl, for buying this book for me. Um, she knew exactly what I would need. Uh, God gave her that good discernment. And so Deuteronomy, uh, in the Greek word, um, is in a stack rendered a deuter, deuter, Duta, <laughs> and um, it's the book of 
law. So it's it's the book isn't like a second law. It's not second law. Hold on. Let me go back. Let me go back. I'm loving it. Uh, this is a repetition of law. This book is not a second law, but a partial restatement and expansion of former laws written in Moses. So literally, when I say to God, I want you to, I need to read the word. I know, but I don't know where to start. First, I get first Kings and it's like, okay, political love it. That's where you're going. That's where I'm taking you. Then can't get Deuteronomy out. Can't get it out of my head. When I finally go to look at what the overview of it is, it's a reminder, right? It's a repetition of the law of Moses. And I'm going to move into that, right? At some point, going into it more. And then from there, it it moves from like politics to just needing love and support with my walk in faith and why I'm going through the things I'm going through and like why I need to keep coming back to this book. People put this book down so much and in my short time of studying it, I'm just flabbergasted with myself at the positivity, the uplifting language and excerpts that are in here you know when I went to church and to the church I'm starting my ministry with uh, my ministry and leadership with you know they they brought up scriptures that talked about the sound mind there were a ton of them you know everyone's scared in this book but it literally will uplift you. It might put you in your place a little bit, but people who come to me for advice already know that sometimes I have to put them in their place. Because sometimes you have to be reminded of perspective that you're not aware of. Or you need to be reminded that you yourself have work to still do. And literally, the good book does that. And lets you know where other people have messed up. And it's trying to forewarn you and let you know, look, read this now. It's like going to college. My ex used to say, I went to college because I I didn't want to make mistakes. You know, I wanted to be past those mistakes. If I learned this book and was open to it as a child, I would have learned sooner rather than later some of the things in my life. The other thing I put is I find it really interesting, especially now that I'm, I'm moving I've studied a lot of things, y'all. Like a lot of things. As a young kid, um, got into yoga, uh, got into African drum in like middle school. Was very into both. Um, My good friends, Audrey and Dana, sisters, would come over in the morning and... (laughs) You know, I'd I'd do the yoga with the white lady on the the, uh, mountaintop in some mornings. And some mornings I have the African job and I'm dancing around in my living room, you know. I got the tape from Six Flags one day. <laughs> and I loved it. Like, I loved it. Very, like, whether I wanted to admit it or not, very spiritually, spiritual, like, at a very young age. And then, of course, you know, my walk with God was, you know, um, going atheist, finding spirituality through the chakra systems, through yoga, through meditation, through sound healing, blah, blah, blah. Um, having a crazy experience where the first time I could admit that I, I felt God and her God say to me, I'm here, you're okay. And I even said to my mom and she's like, oh, now you want to believe in God? I'm like, I don't know. 
I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what I, I heard. I know what I felt, a warmth, comfort, and I heard I'm okay, I am here. And um, and then my experiences after that, you know, still dealing with yoga, still dealing with like all the practices, all the spiritual things, cards, whatever, whatever. Okay, so when people, I'm going to say don't come for me because I, I always tell people like I have so much life experience in the 34 years I've lived. I have a lot of studies experience in the 34 years that I've lived. I've been to school quite a few times, I have quite a few certifications. I've, I've studied a lot of different systems. I've studied spiritual and science where they always intertwine at some factor. So that way, perspectively, whoever's hearing it, they can hear either scientifically, spiritually, whatever's best for them. That's how this world works. You know, not everybody's able to be, you know, creative thinkers and hear spiritually. And not everyone's here, to, not able, everybody's here to be practical scientific thinkers. And some people are a mixture of the two, which is what I am. And so I think it's really crazy because I had this moment while I was writing and it was like, um, I was like, can I encourage people to stop being scared of this book? I said, spiritual people. Okay, or woke people want to be spiritual, but are scared of the most spiritually known book out there to man. This book has been around for generations at the millennials, like it's just millenniums. It's just it's been so long. These people who are writing have had spiritual encounters. This book is one of the most spiritual books people want to talk about. They love channeling. They love these things, but they're scared to read the one book where literally God will come to you, has come to man multiple times to enlighten him, to give him testimony, to Tell, told him to take over lands because it's his and had the power behind him. You know, I just, I just became in this moment a woe. Because it was like, if, if you can't pick this book up, I can't say you're super spiritual. If you can't pick this book up, I can't say you're even connected to the most divine energy that's out there and I know I'm probably hurt a lot of people's feelings but at the end of the day I'm a certified life and business coach I've studied a lot of religions I've studied a lot of spiritual practices I'm certified in quite a few now I'm getting ready to study the good book I don't know about everyone else but there is com- there is a completion in my life in this lifetime that I know I'm fulfilling by do, the fact that I have studied so many different things. I have such a vast background. And I'm not saying that you aren't spiritual, but divinity is the ability to connect with God. And if you want to say source, whatever, Jesus Christ This book literally is a compilation of man, mankind, 
having nothing but spiritual experiences over and over and over again. Enlightening, mo- enlightening moments, enlightenment moments that awaken something deeper within him that has shown him who God is. I already know I'm I've always been controversial okay <laughs> so I don't again don't come for me because it ain't you're not gonna bother me none none and I'm not saying you're not a spiritual being I'm just saying that I do I am now as I'm getting clearer closer to God I'm starting to see the book for what it is don't let man And his preconceived notions and his preconceived ideas and his need for power and greed and wealth destroy your ability and your opportunity to connect to one of the most spiritually sound books that there are and is out there. I had a conversation with a friend. She's like, I don't need the book for God. I'm like, it's not for God. It's for you. When you're having a bad day, when you're feeling stressed, there is a scripture to remind you to stay centered. There is a scripture to remind you you are loved. There is a scripture to remind you, like, it's okay. This is just a test. This is a game of chess. This is a time for you to show that you are strong and you are sound with God. And then all else, like, just doesn't, doesn't matter. I have my hard days, don't get me wrong, but I can say that now that I have finally opened my heart to Jesus Christ in this book, I, if I'm having a down second, I go for my book and there is a scripture. And even if it's one that I already know, you know not know because I'm stuck, there's a, there's a lot to know. But if there is um, a day where I'm struggling I just go ahead and grab the book and whatever page I was on that, you know, I just reread whatever it is that I was reading again. And lately I'm, I'm doing Galatians of, let's see, Galatians 5, 22. Okay. But the, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. <sighs> now, those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh and with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also walk by the spirit. And so let's just again, having a rough day, but what is what does God give? What does the spirit give? What does Jesus Christ give? He gives you all these things. And this scripture, especially because of the year I've had and how I just I, I might have my real kind of negative like Nancy days. But for the most part, a lot of people say, you know, you're making it, you're getting by. How are you doing it? You know, knowing. And this scripture, that scripture alone just is like, that's why. Because God has given me patience through all this. God has given me peace. Someone said to me the other day, well, everybody's got anger. And I said, no, I don't. I do not. And I will not accept that. I've lost all the anger inside of me. Even to even today, I, something happened. Two things happened. Two key things happened. And I could see my, my spirit, this, uh, the spirit of anger, wanting to rise up. 
And I said, I'm not that person anymore. I don't want that. My spirit inside of me, the goods that right, the light and dark were constantly battling. The the lights I said, I don't want I don't I don't want you here. I don't want I don't want anger here. This is not a place for anger anymore. And you know, I I, I cried and I released and I let go and I went and played disc golf. But at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not welcoming the spirits of unhealthy and unhappy. And this good book reminds me that when God is with you, when Jesus Christ, when the Holy Spirit is with you, these all are yours. These positive, uplifting, neutral energies are yours. So I know I kind of went all out tonight. I think, you know, the spirit of the ministry is exciting me. Again, you know, as somebody who was an atheist turned like 100% true believer of God and, and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Um, and then maybe, you know, maybe the good book only shows up for me like this right now because I'm finally willing. But I know my job here as a leader to so many of you as somebody that so many of you come to constantly, if I don't start telling you about this, I'm doing an injustice to you. I am not doing what the good Lord wants me to do, which is to make sure you're aware of the goodness that is provided and the supernatural goodness that is provided in this good book. So I just want to close tonight off with that. Um, I hope you all know that, you know, that I've been saying it a lot more because what's going to happen is one big thing. As someone starts to ascend, people fall away. Practices fall away. I will always love my neighbor. I do not have to love the lifestyles. And I'm really comfortable with that because my whole life has been me taking care of me. And at the end of the day, it's always just going to always be you and God taking care of you. Unless you have family who take care of you. Unless you constantly have friends taking care of you. I don't live like that. I have never lived a life like that. And so at the end of the day, I'm here to serve the people and take care of the people. But I'm only doing it by the will and the goodness of God. So I just encourage you all to love one another. No matter where you are spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, business sense, it doesn't matter. Love your neighbor. Be good to each other. Hear each other. Support each other. Okay. And just keep on keeping on. Growing close to God. Just keep asking God to draw you in. Take a nice deep breath in. Sigh it out. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you next time.